Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of February 24th, 2019. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week we have stories in tech, movies, and games. First up as always is tech. TikTok to pay $5.7 million in fines to the FTC. TikTok has agreed to pay $5.7 million to the FTC to settle against possibly violating child policy laws. The FTC has accused TikTok of illegally collecting information from children because they did not ask children under 13 to get permission from their parents. In a statement, FTC Chairman Joe Simmons said this about TikTok. Quote, the operators of Musical.ly, now known as TikTok, knew many children were using the app, but they still failed to seek parental consent before collecting names, email addresses, and other personal information from users under the age of 13. End quote. TikTok's response to this, besides settling, is to make changes for users under 13. Now, if you are under 13 years of age and on TikTok, you cannot share their videos, comment on other videos, or maintain a profile. Basically, do nothing. So I guess good for the FTC for making this happen. I mean, I'm surprised that TikTok did not have the basic ask for parent permission for making the account because just about all social media companies do so, including Facebook. This is actually something that could have been avoided if they were proactive instead of reactionary, but hopefully now they've learned their lesson. Probably the biggest story of the week, which is the news from Mobile World Congress. Just like every year in Barcelona, we get a few new phone announcements from all different phone manufacturers. What used to be a staple a few years ago, Samsung would announce their phones at Mobile World Congress, but the past past few years, they've had their own event. So what are the other phone manufacturers up to? Well, probably the biggest one is Huawei with their own foldable phone, the Huawei Mate X. The main difference between this and the Galaxy Fold is the inherent way the screen folds. The Galaxy Fold has an outside screen when folded with an inside screen that folds open. For Huawei, the main screen is on the outside and it bends backwards to fold. It looks really cool and has a big 4590 mAh battery powering it, however there are two issues I have with it. First the price, yes it is cooler than the Galaxy Fold, however it comes at a higher price of around $2600, an almost $700 increase. Also I have concerns about the folding screen outwards, how long will that last? I feel that will last shorter than the Fold, but if I'm paying more it sh- should not, absolutely. If you like cameras I have a phone for you, like the Nokia 9 PureView, which has a whopping 5 cameras on the back. So this setup is a bit different from the rest, which uses a mix of wide and narrow cameras to get the best shot. Here, all five are the same with 12 megapixels. However, only two shoot in color and the other three in monochrome. When you take a picture, all five cameras take a picture at different exposure and put it into one photo. The idea is that by having five of the same shot put together, it creates one really detailed photo. So I appreciate Nokia is trying a different method of using multiple cameras on the phone, but I think this might be limited in scope because there is now no wide-angle shots, uh, just the one, so I don't know how limited that will be. Uh, However, if you are interested, it is coming out real soon, sometime in March. uh, At least in the United States, it will cost $699. 5G phones are also making a splash here, with one of them being OnePlus. Now, not much is known about this phone because it was locked up inside of a box, so people could not try it out. That seems to be uh, issues with a lot of 5G phones. Uh, I remember from the Samsung announcement a few weeks ago, the 5G version of the S10, people could take pictures of it, but they cannot touch it, they cannot hold it, they cannot turn it on, leading people to believe it's not even a real phone. So that, between that and OnePlus has me curious, why are people not allowed to touch the 5G phone? Just throwing that out there. But anyway, they did say for OnePlus that it would come out sometime in the second quarter of 2019. So what I have to take from this is that this will be the OnePlus 7, which is coming soon, and will have a 5G model along with a regular 4G. Now, I do wonder how much it's going to cost and which 5G networks it would be compatible with. That has yet to be seen. So overall, this is what Mobile World Congress was. Foldable phones and 5G and some cameras. What phones stood out to you this year? Let me know. The Google Pixel 3 Lite is real and is at the FCC. 
So I talked about this last summer, but it looks like it's finally coming. Meant to be a cheaper Pixel phone, we still don't know when the phone will come out though. Except Google has asked the FCC to keep the filings confidential until August 24th, so maybe it might not even come out until the fall with the Pixel 4. Not much of an update here, but we've seen models of the phone already leaked, and now it's at the FCC for certification, so I'm hoping it does come out earlier than that, but I'm curious what Google does to make this a budget phone. I will say, if they want this phone to succeed, it needs the quality camera of the 3 and the 3XL. It's the only selling feature those phones have. Microsoft Excel can now let you take a picture of a spreadsheet and import it. A very nice feature has just been added to the mobile apps of Excel, and that is to take a picture of printed data table and then import it to a spreadsheet in Excel. Microsoft is powering this with AI. It is available now for Android users and will be coming to iOS soon. This is a small story, but I wanted to mention it because it seems really useful and cool. It's also just another small way AI can make our lives easier in a way we didn't think. Do you plan on using this? Let me know. Lyft to be the first ride-sharing company to go public. Lyft will be the first ride-sharing company to go public as they've now filed for an IPO. With this, they now have to release a lot of financial information, so let's take a look at it. They made $2.2 billion in revenue for 2018, but overall lost $911 million, which is the biggest loss in three years. They're also saying that they have a 39% market share as of December 2018, which is up from 22% back at the end of 2016. So it looks like that while Lyft is growing at a greater rate, it is costing them money. It would then make sense for them to go public because that would really help out a bit as they continue to grow and hopefully start making a profit. Remember though, as of now they just filed for an IPO, they still have to be approved by the SEC and then have a date for the offering. So you'll still have to wait a bit before you can buy some Lyft shares. Disney trying to buy AT&T stake in Hulu. Disney is reportedly in talks with AT&T to buy their stake in Hulu, which is about 10%. They got this 10% from buying Warner Media and have talked to before about selling it. If Disney does get this along with Fox's stake in it when they acquire Fox, Disney will then have a 70% ownership of Hulu, with Comcast having the last 30%. This is a smart move for Disney because it looks like they have a plan with Disney Plus and Hulu. Disney Plus will feature their movies and exclusive TV shows, and Hulu can be, be for more adult violent shows. You know, keep the brand separate. Obviously, for this to happen, it would be a lot easier if they own most of the company which it looks like they will. I will say this is crazy because I remember when Hulu first started years ago and it was a big deal with all the studios just having a piece of the pie and putting their content together, which was strange at the time. Now, if this works out, it'll be just down to Disney and Comcast. It's kind of weird. Hulu passes 2 million live TV subscribers, YouTube at 1 million. Bloomberg has a report about some live TV subscription numbers that I wanted to bring up. The report says that Hulu's live TV service is almost at 2 million subscribers, while YouTube TV has passed 1 million. Other services include DirecTV Now at 1.6 million and Sling TV at 2.4 million. Bloomberg also mentioned that the services are gaining hundreds of thousands of subscribers each quarter, so the growth for these services just keep coming. I don't have a lot to say here, but personally, I have not found one that I like the most, uh, but I think that is just because I don't watch too much TV anymore. Do you guys use any of this, any of these services? Which one do you think is good or not? Let me know. Fortnite Season 8 launches. Fortnite has started Season 8 with quite a few changes. The main change is a volcano that is now placed around where Wailing Woods used to be. Along with this, there are two new locations called Sunny Steps and Lazy Lagoon. Players can now also use volcanic vents to traverse around the map, but will also have to avoid getting hit by the lava. Besides the changes to the map, the theme of the season is pirates, which includes pirate-style skins and a new weapon, the pirate cannon. However, as usual, there are things that have been vaulted away. This includes snowmen, shopping carts, and a chiller grenade. So I wanted to add this in because I think it would be interesting to see how Epic Games takes on Apex Legends 
and is a more direct competitor than, say, Black Ops 4, Blackout Mode, because both are free to play. Personally, I don't plan on going back to Fortnite anytime soon. I have other games to play. But let me know, does this persuade you to continue to play or come back or neither? It's not good enough. Pokemon Sword and Shield coming to the Switch. As promised over a year and a half ago, a full-fledged Pokemon game is coming to the Switch. These new Pokemon games are set in a new region called Galar that is based off the UK. Since it is on the Switch instead of 3DS, developers Game Freak have a lot more power to work with, and it seems from the small snippets of gameplay we have, seeing it looks like things are a bit more detailed, which is nice to see. Not much else is known besides the three new starters, and that it'll be coming out by the end of the year, most likely October, November. This is one of the games I've been more excited to play on the Switch, and if I actually do get it, it would be the first Pokemon game I've played in over 10 years, besides Pokemon Go. So I'm looking forward to jumping back in. And that is it for this week's episode of What Happened. If you got any thoughts about any of these stories here, please let me know on Twitter at TylerCallahan95 or on Instagram at TylerCallahanMedia. There was quite a few interesting stories this week, uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to. Let me know what you thought. Besides that, thank you for listening, and see you next time.